Girish Karnad was an Indian actor, film director, Kannada writer, playwright and a Rhodes scholar. He was a well-known personality, famous for his acting skills and direction abilities. For four decades, he composed plays and used history and mythology to tackle contemporary issues. He translated his own plays to English and received much acclaim. He was conferred Padmashri and Padmabhushan by the Government of India and he had won four Filmfare Awards and uh, he was also a presenter of the weekly science magazine which was named Turning Point aired in Durdarshan in 1991. So that's about the playwright. Let's learn the play Hayavadana today. Hayavadana, the play written by Girish Karnad, was published in the year 1972 and was inspired by the work of Thomas Mann named The Transposed Heads, which in turn was inspired by Katha Saritsagara, an old Sanskrit collection of stories. When Thomas Mann used mock heroic tone to narrate the story, Girish Karnad focused on the incompleteness and twisting relationships and man's obsession with the concept called perfection. Let us move on to Act 1. The play starts with a prayer to Lord Ganesha. And at the beginning of this performance, a mask of Ganesha, the Hindu god, with the head of an elephant and the body of a boy, he is brought on stage and placed onto a chair in front of the audience. And a puja is being performed. A clear indication of the deviation from the Western theatrical conventions. So the audience is directly brought within the Indian culture and religion which permeates the whole play. Okay. And Bhagavada, the Sutradhara of the play or the commentator of the play begins his address with the incompleteness of God because that is what is a mark of Lord Ganesha. He is not a complete person or he is not a complete animal or he is not a complete elephant. He has the head of an elephant and the body of a boy. Okay. And uh, Bhagavad says, when it comes to gods, the incompleteness doesn't matter. But the human beings, we are not... Uh, a, we are not able to comprehend what is complete and what is incomplete. See, as far as we are concerned, we should accept God no matter what shape or in which part uh, of uh, the human form he should be visualized. And uh, then he moved on to the setting of the play. Bhagavada says, okay, let us uh, uh, narrate the story. Let's begin the story. This is a story which takes place in Dharmapura, the city of Dharmapura, which is, uh, and this city is ruled by King Dharmashila. And there are two leading characters. The names are Devadatta and Kapila. Devadatta is a son of Vidyasagara, the Brahmin scholar. And uh, Devadatta himself is a great scholar with um, poetic abilities and uh, Intellectual, he is an intellectual. Whereas Kapila, his bosom friend, 
is a son of ironsmith lohida and he is a daring personality he is a strong man uh, he is a bodybuilder he is a wrestler he is a soldier so devadatta stands for intellect and bha kapila stands for strength so devadatta and kapila the two leading characters are introduced by bhagavata the commentator and uh, bhagavata says how these two are close friends and uh, they are like one mind and one heart okay and suddenly as bhagavata was uh, introducing the characters further an actor screams from behind and he runs on stage bhagavata is interrupted by his own uh, crew member and bhagavata gets irritated because uh, just now he prayed to lord ganesha the destroyer of all sorts of obstacles for the smooth conduct of the play and here his own crew member was disturbing him and uh, at first he dismissed this person and then the actor was not ready to go back so narrator asked so bhagavata asked what is uh, your issue what is causing this disturbance because he could see uh, there was some sort of a commotion uh, in the green room and there is some sort of a scream there and uh, he asked what is the matter so the actor says he spotted a horse with a human body no a person with a horse head so he is uh, uh, stuttering he is uh, not sure how to describe that entity which uh, is there on, in the back room so he says there is something over there there is something over there which is speaking to us in human voice and bhagavata is not interested in uh, communicating any further with this actor because uh, he says leave this matter and uh, please prepare for the play but the actor says i know no no i cannot uh, hold a sword i cannot act so narrator is getting really upset and he says go bring that talking horse here and uh, bhagavata was convinced there is no such person as a talking horse but to his horror to his surprise the actor comes back with a person with a horse head bhagavata is confused now he is worried now because he is addressing the audience and uh, he even asked the curtain to be lowered because uh, his play is being interrupted again and again anyway bhagavata is um, horrified to see the head of the horse and the body of a person that thing comes on to stage bhagavata thinks this is some person playing a prank with him and he tries to remove the mask of this person thinking that this was nothing but a mask and he is trying to remove it but after a futile attempt bhagavata realizes the horse head is indeed a real thing and what he had there or whom he had there was a half man half horse and bhagavata is shocked because he had never 
encountered such a person before his life uh, before uh, that particular incident at first bhagavada was not convinced and he even scolds hayavadana for trying to scare people with a mask for trying to scare people with this uh, particular peculiar visage and uh, he even go, goes on to ask are you cursed did some sage curse you did you insult a righteous wife and the horse headed man that is hayavadana says he answers no it's not due to any of the reasons and people always mistake me and i am sad for all the accusations you have charged upon me and bhagavada flusters now he tries to console and ask for the name and hayavadana introduces himself to the audience i am hayavadana and uh, he also continues that i was born with a set and many people try to pull my head uh, away from my body thinking that this is some sort of a mask but this is not the case i am here to get a solution to this problem because i want completeness as well and i think the uh, you know play being narrated here is about righteousness and virtues so there would be some sort of a remedy to liberate him of this horse head so he wanted a remedy to his horse head that was why he came to bhagavada and uh, bhagavada is uh, clearly disturbed to know that this was a condition this was a condition which hayavadana was born with so he ask would you please uh, narrate your story and uh, the story goes like this the princess of karnataka there was a princess a lovely girl who upon her swayambara day chose a husband of her own choice but the trouble was she didn't choose a human being for her bridegroom she chose the white stallion of prince of arabi of arabia as her husband he f- she fell in love with a white stallion a horse and uh, that was how the story began the princess and the white stallion lived happily ever after for 15 years and uh, when the 15 years tenure was over she was surprised to see her uh, body changed into a gandharva he was actually a celestial being cursed by kubera for misbehaving in his court and he was uh, cursed to be a horse and to spend 15 years on earth now that he finished his um, ordeal period he can go back okay and uh, receiving human love was also part of the deal but when he transformed into his uh, real self he offered the wife a place in the celestial world please come and live with me he says 
but this princess this wife of him she refused because she married the white stallion she would rather have him turn back to the white stallion so that she can live happily which angered the celestial being which ang- angered this gandharva so much that he cursed her to spend her remaining life as a horse herself the girl was happy the wife was happy the wife was happy to be roamed around as a free horse but then the child born of that marriage hayavadana was left behind and he had a horse head and a human body so hayavadana asked bhagavada please suggest a solution and bhagavada suggest uh, he in fact say that you are almost like a demigod so you would be familiar with gods right and hayavadana says i have tried them all and uh, none of them could help me and uh, bhagavada says do one thing there is a kali temple which is situated in chitrakuta would you please go there and uh, seek her help because she is a powerful deity and uh, as per the directions given by bhagavada hayavadana set out to the kali temple okay and uh, as this uh, person exit the stage along with the actor whom he tr- frightened upon his entry the actor was asked to give him the um, directions okay and bhagavada comes back to the story of the two friends because that is what the whole play is about okay and um, that's how he says please let us come back to our play because uh, actually what is written on our foreheads cannot be altered see that's uh, uh, you know we cannot alter it we cannot change our destinies anyway let us uh, begin let us resume our play so bhagavada says um, what was the story i was talking about yes about the two friends devadatta and kapila and what happened was devadatta once met a girl padmini and uh, he was smitten by her so much that uh, he wanted to marry her and she he wanted her to be his lawfully wedded wife okay and he even promises his head to lord rudra if only he could marry her and he promises his hand to goddess kali if only he could marry this woman okay but bhagavada says see these two people of one mind and one heart the whole story is revolving around them falling for one girl and forgetting themselves see that's uh, the trouble and both of them didn't understand the song she sang okay and uh, he narrates a scene in which a woman ho- holds uh, the decapitated heads of two men okay and she is dancing and singing these are uh, you know uh, this is a scene which could be taken as a foreshadowing scene now there are uh, female chorus begin to sing uh, sing begin to sing in the background okay and uh, 
Devadatta and Kapila enter the stage and uh, he is a slender, delicate looking person. Who? Devadatta. He wears a pale colored mask and Kapila wears a dark colored mask and he is very powerfully built. Okay. And um, the play opens. Devadatta is sitting in a chair. Kapila comes to him and questions him for his absence at the gym, for his absence at the training center, at the training field. Why didn't you come there? Why didn't you come for the practice? Devadatta is not uh, listening to it. He is, seems preoccupied. And Kapila brags about his wrestling match against the great wrestler of Gandhara. And slowly he notices this person, his best friend, is not at all paying attention. Okay, that means Devadatta is thinking about some, something else or somebody else. And Devadatta reveals, my dear friend, I saw a girl and I cannot stop thinking about her. And uh, Kapila is familiar with this scenario because Devadatta does fall for uh, many beauties like this. He does um, fancy beautiful uh, women. But then... As Devadatta went on talking about this woman, Kapila realizes that Devadatta is actually serious this time. Okay, and uh, Devadatta requests Kapila to, um, to go to that girl's house and uh, arrange for his marriage. Kapila offers to try this, uh, try to find this girl for him and uh, convey the marriage proposal to her family. Because as far as um, Kapila is concerned, his uh, best friend's uh, life and happiness was important. They were important. And uh, Devadatta is not uh, that sure about Kapila being a suitable person for that job because Kapila is not... Uh, familiar with girls so he prays to Lord Rudra and offers him his head if everything goes right he even prays to Goddess Kali and offers her his arms if everything goes okay so the scene shifts Kapila enters the street mentioned by Devadatta and finds the house after uh, you know searching for some time and uh, he um, knocks on the door and the door was opened by the girl Padmini herself Kapila was awestruck because she, he says not even the eternal dancers of heaven and celestial beings would match the beauty of this girl but even though he felt great amount of attraction for this girl he doesn't lose track of his uh, mind and announces that Devadatta, my friend, wishes to take your hand in marriage. Padmini, on the other hand, she also was impressed by Kapila's appearance. She even blushes and calls for her mother. But nothing beyond that. These two don't communicate their feelings with each other. And later it is announced through the Bhagavada 
that devadatta and padmini they are married kapila goes to pavanavithi that is a street of the merchants that was the address uh, devadatta had given him okay and he is searching for a house which had two headed bird okay and uh, when he finds that right house he knocks on the door and he finds uh, he wanted to find out who lives there and the girl padmini opens the door and ask him what he wants the love struck boy that is kapila he was immediately taken aback by the beauty of this girl and padmini asked him what do you want and for a moment he forgets why he was there and padmini asked can't you see why if you know which house we wanted you should be clear about it right because you are looking at all the doors she refuses to get the master of the house for him or her father or the brother and uh, kapila almost uh, forgot why he knocked on the door such was the impact of padmini on him and later somehow he managed to ask padmini do you know devadatta and she asked what is devadatta to you who is devadatta to you and kapila replies he is the greatest friend in the world but the main question is now what is he going to be to you and padmini blushes and goes off to find her mother okay and just before leaving that house kapila says to himself that padmini she really needs a man of steel and uh, devadatta is a sensitive person whereas this woman is quick and sharp they might not be a match the struggle between the head and the body actually begins from this moment itself unlike devadatta padmini was not uh, wooed by kapila with uh, great words or anything and he was uh, direct almost direct he tried to be direct with her and uh, he gets a strong response from padmini and uh, you know it is evident that there is some sort of an attraction between these two people and uh, kapila realizes recognizes her nature and uh, realizes that she might not be suitable for devadatta it is announced that padmini and devadatta got married there is a leap of 6 months in the play padmini is pregnant now and devadatta kapila and padmini are taking a trip to ujjain but devadatta doesn't like the idea of kapila accompanying them and uh, he tells padmini that uh, it would be inconvenient for her to make a trip in this uh, state of her health because she is pregnant and uh, she doesn't listen to that and devadatta says uh, she teases kapila a lot which is also not good and uh, kapila is very much lighthearted and uh, he is seen blushing in front of uh, padmini so padmini understand there is some sort of a suspicion in his words 
so she says he could cancel the trip saying that uh, padmini is sick she has uh, some headache or give some excuse like that so when kapila arrives after hiring a cart for the journey devadatta says the idea of uh, the trip is cancelled because padmini is sick and kapila is very much unhappy to hear this there is a visible disappointment on his face the shoulders are stooping and there is emptiness on his face all these could be seen by padmini from a corner of the stage so she immediately comes to center stage and uh, tells devadatta that her headache is uh, gone and they can resume with a plan of going to the place ujjain and uh, devadatta couldn't say anything and he accept the wish because she is pregnant during the journey padmini praises the driving skills of kapila and compares him with the awful um, driving skills of her own husband devadatta and there is a lot of teasing going on and uh, on their way she saw a tree with uh, beautiful peculiar flowers multicolored flowers so she asked kapila who was driving the cart to stop the vehicle and uh, he was asked what sort of uh, flowers were they and kapila explains that it is called fortunate ladies flowers and uh, he offers to bring the flowers to her and as he climbs the tree padmini is attracted by the strongly built body of kapila and this gazing of padmini was seen by was observed by devadatta who felt jealous because his wife was observing his wife was staring at the body of uh, kapila but then he also knew that uh, that is slightly irresistible as well because he was a wrestler anyway kapila brings the heap of flowers for padmini and they are engaging in a conversation about the flowers um forgetting about the presence of devadatta there and as they were uh, talking devadatta immediately remembers his oath to the two deities and uh, kapila asks them to visit um, dudra temple but devadatta says uh, let us uh, search for a temple here now that it is getting evening and it would be inconvenient for a pregnant woman like padmini to travel during night so kapila and padmini are asked to stay near the cart where when uh, devadatta would be going in search for a place to stay for the night and he reaches the kali temple he begs forgiveness in front of kali and uh, he just uh, kill himself he finds the sword in the temple and cuts off his head as an offering to goddess kali after some time kapila notices that devadatta did not return so kapila went searching for devadatta and saw his friend in kali's temple with uh, decapitated body and kapila couldn't bear that 
he couldn't bear the grief and he says uh, devadatta my friend he immediately takes the same sword and uh, cuts off his head as well but he doesn't offer his head to any god or goddesses and it is almost dark padmini does not know what happened to the men who went in search of a place to stay so he she reaches kali temple as well and she finds the two dead bodies and she feels terrified and uh, she started crying and uh, wailing but she expresses her concern about her situation as well when she returns home because this would mean that these two men fought for her and she will be branded as a person responsible for the death of two bosom friends so she also decides to kill herself that is when goddess kali appears to stop her goddess kali appears when padmini was about to kill herself remember she was pregnant lady and uh, the death of a pregnant woman in the sanctum of goddess kali is not a good thing so goddess kali stopped her from killing herself but when you look at the entry of this goddess she is yawning and uh, clearly disturbed because uh, she was sleeping and she asked padmini to express her desire what do you want padmini says please mother save me and kali says yes i have done that i have done that exactly i have done that because i have saved you and i have also removed the obstacles from your life so padmini says no this is not how i should be saved what will people think of me that was her complaint and uh, kali could see the logic in that request and she says if uh, the bodies are attached to the heads and she, if she presses the sword on their necks they can come back from death so padmini went on praising the goddess who stops her because she wanted to sleep and padmini asked a question why she didn't stop devadatta and kapila while they were about to kill themselves and goddess gave two reasons one thing was i was very sleepy the second thing was both of them were lying both the men were lying and devadatta promised his head to rudra and arms to kali instead he offers his head which was promised to somebody else and she admits that devadatta was probably noble in his actions but um, you know there was confusion and kapila she says that kapila didn't even mention her name while giving while offering his life he was only taking the name of devadatta but everyone would know that if kapila wouldn't have done that people will call him responsible for uh, devadatta's murder people would say that he murdered devadatta for padmini so he was also lying and only padmini was honest only padmini was truthful that is because she was selfish okay 
So anyway, uh, Kali asked Padmini to do the bidding and in excitement, probably there was no light, there was only a dim light and in her excitement, she exchanges the heads. Accidentally or uh, otherwise, she switches Devadatta's and Kapila's heads. And uh, she started uh, offering her prayer, turning away from Goddess Kali with her eyes shut. But Kali could see what was happening. And she says, My dear child, there must be a limit even for honesty. But she is not uh, caring about the whole situation. She is rather indifferent. She says, okay, let it be so. And she goes back to her sleep. So when Kali revived Devadatta and Kapila, they quickly realized that something is wrong. Padmini immediately realized what went wrong and she started explaining what happened. At first, these two are amused at the mix-up. They started singing childish songs and falling onto the ground like little kids. But as they try to leave, conflict starts because each man tried to argue that Padmini is his wife and should come with him. So Devadatta's... Uh, the person with Devadatta's head and Kapila's body argued that head ruled the, the body and uh, Padmini is his wife and he is Devadatta. And the person with Kapila's head and Devadatta's body argued that, argues that his hand accepted Padmini at the wedding and it is his body that uh, she lived for all these months and uh, she is uh, his wife. So the argument between the two men is uh, getting heated up and Devadatta even pushes, uh, you know, there is a, a sort of physical struggle between Devadatta and Kapila. And uh, since uh, Devadatta's body is now strong, he, is, he has got the upper hand. But Kapila says, I would kick up a row in the street. I would spread the scandal that Padmini is living with a person who is not her husband. So they are all confused as to who actually is Devadatta and whose wife is Padmini. In her excitement, accidentally or not, Padmini switches the heads of Devadatta and Kapila. But Kali could see this. As she was about to go back to her sanctum, she says, My dear child, there must be a limit even for honesty. But she was not ready to correct the mistake. And she says, Let it be so and goes to her sleep. When Devadatta and Kapila came to life, they quickly realized that something is wrong. And Padmini is also mortified to see what happened. But the two men started laughing out about their situation. They say that they are now blood relations and they even, they even thank Padmini. But then this joyous predicament subdues when they started arguing over Padmini. Now Kapila is no longer present. Both men 
claim that they are devadatta because only devadatta is the husband of padmini so the person with the head of the de- head of devadatta says head is superior to body therefore padmini should go with him the person with kapila's head says that body is uh, important padmini used to live with the body of devadatta the um, child in her womb is from the body of devadatta therefore he is devadatta and uh, there is uh, a lot of confusion they go on arguing about who is the husband of padmini and uh, padmini is also taking a stand she sides with the person who has devadatta's head and kapila's strong body and uh, kapila says that is exactly what she wanted she got what she wanted but devadatta supports her uh, desire he says it's nothing wrong there is nothing wrong with a woman desiring someone's body but kapila doesn't agree because she is uh, a married woman and uh, kapila even threatens to kick up a row a scandal in the streets if devadatta and padmini leave the temple without uh, him without bringing a conclusion to this issue so all the three characters freeze and bhagavata enters because right now there is a conflict and what could be the solution to this conflict that is a question he ask the audience and the curtain falls for a break